Welcome to Nika in the Know, a podcast for healthcare providers in the HIV field. I'm Mariana Braitman. Today, we're sitting down with John Farragon for a special edition on a topic that's been on the minds of many as we continue to battle the COVID-19 pandemic, the Delta variant. Thanks so much for coming on, John. Yeah, thanks, Mariana. It's an important topic, I think, today. And I think, like you said, I, there's a lot of people that are that are worried about this and thinking about it. So hopefully this will provide some, some nice overview for people. So, John, to get us started, how did the Delta variant emerge on our radar? Well, you know, the um, I think many of us are aware of this. That we've been t- we've talked about this before, but the CDC has some um, has some tracking uh, mechanisms to basically keep up on the uh, on on the emergence of, of new variants. And so, on July twenty seventh of of this year, twenty twenty one. Um, they released some updated guidance on, on the need for really urgently increasing COVID-19 vaccination coverage, and also some recommendations on uh, for everybody who are in areas of substantial or high transmission to wear a mask in public, especially for indoor places, even if they were fully vaccinated. And this warning was basically um, because people were very concerned about this uh, this new development, um, the the Delta variant. So, so for those of you who don't know, Delta originally came from uh, came from India and if, and if you look back about four or five months ago when there was a lot of deaths in India that's when that's when this uh, this variant emerged so I think we're all aware that there's been a significant increase in, in cases in recent months and even in recent weeks um, and that really had reversed what was a steady decline from January uh, of 2021 and in the days leading up to that July 27th update, um, there were rapid and alarming increases in COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations around the country, especially in places where vaccination rates were very low or, you know, or for bottom line is people who were, who were not vaccinated or driving most of this, uh, of this, uh, of this, um, of this variant. Now there are some people who still can get uh, the Delta variant, even though they've been vaccinated, but you know, that's certainly a small percentage of people. So this is an example. The, the seven-day moving average of reported cases was around 12,000. Uh, but if you look, um, that was before uh, July 27th, right around there. But now, you know, the seven-day moving average is, is, is over 60,000. So the case rate really looks similar to what we saw prior to the vaccine even being made widely available, if you look back in, uh, in December and January 2020 and 2021. So this new data began to emerge. This Delta variant, it's more infectious and, and certainly leading to increased transmission. When compared to other variants, um, and, and some data that was recently published in the CDC, um, and even some unpublished surveillance data, um, really suggested that this ongoing um, outbreak has really been linked to this Delta variant. So that's really the big concern. So I just want to make sure everybody knows that if you go if you go look and look at the CDC website and look at the variants, it's it's ninety five percent or more are our Delta variant right now. That's that's what's circulating in 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 this in the population for uh, for for new COVID infections. Okay, so fast forward to today, we're in early September. What do we know about the Delta variant now? Yeah, I think this is important, and I think I think many of us, if you're following the, the even the lay press or even you know reading websites, CDC, the John Hopkins site, and other places. Um, the most important thing is that the Delta variant really does cause more infections and has been shown to be um, faster spreading than, than the earlier forms of SARS-CoV-2, um, which is the, the virus obviously that causes COVID-19. So the Delta variant really spreads more easily than other variants. It's more contagious. 
Um, and this being highly contagious, it's really more than uh, two times uh, as two times contagious as, as previous variants. There is some data also that the Delta variant might actually cause more severe illness than previous variants and unvaccinated people. This is hard to know, right? Because you have so many people who were vaccinated, but in the unvaccinated patients, there really there are there are some studies from Canada and Scotland, really that people showed that people were infected with this Delta variant were more likely to be hospitalized than those that were infected with alpha, which was the original strain without all the mutations um, uh, that, caused, that causes COVID-19. So the vast majority of hospitalizations and death caused by COVID-19 really are in unvaccinated people. So that's really the, the key point is that the unvaccinated people remain the greatest concern. And, and even uh, the greatest risk of transmission is among unvaccinated people who are much more likely to get infected and therefore transmit the virus. So the, so the key point here is really that it's more contagious, it's, it's more, um, more easily spread. And, and I think the, 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 key, the key part of it is that we know that people who are, while vaccination may not be perfect every single time for every Delta case, people who are getting sick are clearly those people who have not been vaccinated and people get the sickest. So I think that's really the, the, key, the key takeaway of all this is, again, continuing to, continue to hammer home the message of vaccination for, um, for, for patients who, who are unvaccinated. Can you talk a little bit about the breakthrough infections happening with this new variant? How often are they happening and what does this mean for transmission? Yeah, so this is important too. So fully vaccinated people um, who get COVID-19, these are what we call breakthrough infections, are certainly less often, uh, occur less often than those people who are unvaccinated. So people who are infected with the Delta variant, including those fully vaccinated, um, can transmit the virus to others. So I wanna make sure everybody's clear you know, you have um, you have virus that's in your nasal passages. Um, the if you've been vaccinated, that time frame and probably that viral load that you probably would uh, would develop is going to be lower for for people who've been vaccinated. So fully vaccinated people are probably more protected. I guess is the best way to is the best way to say it. Um, but fully vaccinated people with um, Delta variant breakthrough infections can still spread the virus to others, and that's an important point. So, um, but vaccinated people appear to spread the virus for a shorter time. So that time frame, and I think a lot of it has to do with how how quickly the antibodies kick in when you've been infected with Delta. If you've been vaccinated, your antibody response kicks in quicker, and you have a shorter time of being "quote unquote" infectious. Um, but for prior the variants prior to Delta, the amount of viral genetic material that were found in samples taken from fully vaccinated people who had breakthrough infections. Um, uh, were, were different than, than those of unvaccinated people with COVID-19. So the bottom line is for, for people infected with the Delta variant, there's similar amounts of viral genetic material have been found amongst both unvaccinated and fully vaccinated people. The question is how long and the um, how long vaccinated people are able to spread the virus. And that's going to be for a shorter period of time. So from, even from a big picture standpoint, even if you got Delta variant, and you're vaccinated, your, your, your timing of timing of being infectious to transmit the virus to other people is going to be, it's going to be a lot smaller. Um, but again, like prior variants, the amount of that genetic material can go down faster in fully vaccinated people, I think is really, really the important piece. So this means really clearly that fully vaccinated people are going to uh, spread the virus for less time than people who are unvaccinated. So even if you are one of those rare cases of, of, um, of fully vaccinated breakthrough infection with Delta, you know, if you're if you're if you're vaccinated, the time 
um, for you to be able to spread the vaccine, spread the, the virus to other people is going to be less than for those who are unvaccinated. And I hope that hope that makes sense. It's kind of complex, but you know, I think it makes it makes sense intuitively. So with these breakthrough infections occurring, what can you tell us about the efficacy of the vaccines? Are they still as effective as they were before? Yeah. So this is a big concern, right? Because everybody worries that everybody keeps talking about this. Like if you get a variant that maybe um, maybe the virus or the, the antibodies that are produced by the vaccine may not neutralize that variant. Right. So that's a that's a big concern. But right now, as from what we know today, um, these are um, just as effective as they were before. Vaccines in the United States are highly effective, in, including against the Delta variant, the, the COVID-19 vaccines um, that are approved or authorized in the U.S. are, are highly effective at preventing severe disease and death. And that's the most important thing that people have to go back and remember. We did this a long time ago, right? We, we talked about how these, how these studies were structured. They were structured uh, not to prevent everyone, you know, cases, right? It was, it was, in, it was, these vaccines were designed to prevent severe death, ICU admission, ICU deaths. Uh, and that's really the, the, the key piece. And when you look at that, including, if you include the Delta variant, variant these, these um, vaccines are, are effective. But again, they're not 100%. Even uh, even with the original strains of virus that were out there, they weren't 100%. Even with with Pfizer um, and with uh, and with Moderna, and certainly certainly not with uh, with um, with J and J. Um, so they're not 100% effective, and some fully vaccinated people will still become infected, and and what we have what we call a breakthrough infection and experience illness. But for all people, the vaccines provide the best protection against serious illness and death. So if you want to stay out of the ICU and you want to prevent dying from COVID-19, you need to get vaccinated regardless of what variant is circulating uh, in, the, in the country right now. Um, vaccines are also playing a, a crucial role in limiting the spread of the virus and minimizing severe disease. So I think that's another thing to kind of keep in mind. We often look at case numbers, but if you look at hospitalizations and deaths, those are definitely down, even despite the fact that there's this surge that we're seeing right now. Uh, compared to what we saw a, a months ago, you know, in, in April and even in the beginning in last March and in, in 2020, what we saw in New York City, we're not at those numbers. But again, it's still a concern in some areas of the country. These numbers are, are, are serious. Although the vaccines are highly effective, they're not perfect. And there's going to be uh, vaccine breakthrough infections, which is important. Millions of Americans are now vaccinated and that number continues to grow. It means that even though the risk of breakthrough infection is low, there's going to be thousands of fully vaccinated people who become infected and are able to infect others, especially with the surging spread of this um, of this Delta variant. So the low vaccination coverage in, in certain communities is really what's driving the current rapid surge in these cases. So it's that it's those places where the vaccination coverage just isn't there, where, where people haven't embraced the vaccine as much as in other parts of the country. Um, and this is really where we're seeing uh, increasing the chances that that, that more con concerning variants could emerge. So the one thing that's important here is that as the as the virus replicates and, and as it remains active in the community because of low vaccination rates in certain areas, there's always a chance that you can get a, additional variants that that will be that will that will develop and that can, could potentially be be um, uh, be less likely to be neutralized by the antibodies from the vaccines. So right now we haven't reached that point yet, but I mean that's really the biggest concern. Uh, moving forward for, for people who are unvaccinated. So again, you know, it goes back to say, it's a simple concept, right? The vaccine, the vaccines work. Um, we have one that's now FDA approved with Pfizer. Um, Moderna will be approved, I'm sure, close after that. Uh, you, you know, and, and we, we have a wealth of data in various populations. And 
now we're looking at boosters, I think, too, which we you know we'll talk about on another episode um, with possibly another another speaker. But you know, clearly there's a lot there's a lot going on right now, and we, we are worried about these emerging variants, though. So that being said, you know, just to sort of drive this point home, what can healthcare providers recommend to folks to keep them safe from this variant? Yeah, it's a simple concept, right, Marietta? We've talked about it. It's 12 years and older. You, you got to get vaccinated as soon as possible. You know, there's there's vaccine available um, and we, you know, we just need to make sure that people get vaccinated. Now, in terms of mask guidance, how has that been affected by the emergence of the Delta variant? What's the latest recommendation? Yeah, so, so given what we know about the Delta variant, how um, the vaccine e- efficacy and also the, the current vaccine coverage, um, these layered uh, prevention strategies are going to be important. So including wearing masks are going to be needed to reduce the transmission of this variant. So um, we, we build, um, uh, as we build the level of vaccination in the country nationwide, we also have to use other prevention strategies, which is, includes masking indoors in public places, to stop transmission and stop the pandemic. Um, every, everyone is able, even fully vaccinated people, to try to wear masks in, in public indoor places in areas of substantial or high, high transmission. So what those numbers are, it's hard to tell you what that should be, but clearly if you're in an area where you have high, you know, high rates of, of COVID transmission, um, you know, I think it's a place where you might consider wearing a mask. I'll give you just an example. Um, I was up in upstate New York and no one was really wearing masks. We went into a we went into a Walmart, and people wanted they. There was a person at the front desk saying, you know, if you want to wear masks, you know, here they are. We're recommending people wear masks. So I'm vaccinated. My whole family was vaccinated. We all put a mask on. If that's what they're recommending. So again, this whole idea of just kind of, I, I think, just doing the right thing when you go into a, when you go into a, a, an establishment that wants you to wear a mask, just wear a mask, even if you're vaccinated. You know, at the very at the end of the day. If you are one of those persons that potentially is a breakthrough infection, if you can prevent that transmission to somebody who's unvaccinated, especially so that they don't get really, really sick, then I think that's really the key. But at the end of the day, I, I think all of this is going to, um, I think the Delta variant, if, if you look, there's some new data from, from New York Times in the last couple of days that's really showing the Delta variant every time it emerges, that's usually about a two-month window. And it, it was like that in the UK. It was like that in India. And even now we're seeing, we're starting to see um, kind of a peak in, in the numbers and maybe we're actually going over the peak and, and, and it's going to start to, to dwindle again. But it went up very fast and went down very fast in India and it was roughly a two month period. So it, it's interesting that some of these, some of these little mini, you know, these, these epidemics within the epidemic, you know, appear to last a couple of months, right? Um, and if you look at even back in January, uh, back last March in 2020, um, in July last year, you know, these, these time periods seem to be roughly about, about two months where things get really bad and then they kind of kind of peter out. So we'll have to see what happens. But clearly now, the difference now is that it still happened, even despite the fact we have a lot of people vaccinated. So, you know, we still have to, again, focus on those people that aren't vaccinated and make sure they, they, get, their, they get their vaccine as soon as possible. Got it. Now, before we wrap up, if we had to boil this down to one bottom line, a key takeaway, what would it be? Yeah, so it's the same thing, right? It's the vaccination, right? I, it's the it's the key to our success, I think, in, in ending what we don't want to have to do. Um, we don't want to minimize, we want to be able to travel, we want to be able to do all the things we're doing, and we want to not have to wear masks. And if we're, we're going to get to that point, we have to get as many people vaccinated as we can. This is not, you know, this is not a sexually transmitted virus like HIV, right? This is 
this is a you know um uh you know a quote unquote you know uh you know droplet airborne particle you know um uh transmission it, this is going this is not going to get any better until we get a vast majority of people um vaccinated and even you know the whole question of people having natural immunity too if they if they actually had covid-19 that might actually provide some decent protection as well but just remember that a lot of us didn't weren't exposed to the delta variant when we got had covid if we had it a year ago so that's the other part of it so the the, the less people that are vaccinated the more likely we are to have other variants emerge. And I think that's really the, the big concern, I think, um, from, from a public health perspective about what happens when you have a variant that doesn't, that is not neutralized by the by the current vaccines that we have. So, you know, again, there's a lot to think about, a lot to worry about, but I think at the end of the day, I'm vaccinated. And I know a lot of people um, in our, probably in our NECA in the no um, arena, hopefully have been vaccinated as well. Um, and I don't, I'm not as nervous about it. Because I have been vaccinated, I know my my risk is, is relatively low, but still, I think we have to have to really kind of think about you know ways for us to try to help other people who aren't vaccinated to kind of get them to get them to do it. And this this is going to be mandated in a lot of places. Our our institution is mandated, and a lot of other institutions are as well. So it's going to really, I think, be um, some big changes for people if they don't get vaccinated in the next in the next month or so. John, thank you so much for joining us today and telling us all about the new Delta variant of this ever-changing COVID-19 virus and, you know, talking about what providers need to know to keep themselves and others safe. We really hope you learned something new today. To learn more about Nika AETC's work and our role in ending the HIV epidemic, visit us at www.nikaaetc.org. If you have questions or comments about anything we covered today, or if you have suggestions for topics you'd like to hear us talk about, don't hesitate to email us at podcast at nikaaetc.org. Stay safe, and we'll see you on Thursday for our next episode of Nika in the Know. This presentation is supported by the Health Resources and Services Administration, HRSA, of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS. The contents are those of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official views of, nor an endorsement by HRSA, HHS, or the U.S. government.